for Valentine's Day on the Clubhouse app, we planned, thanks to Joe Kelly, um, well, a love podcast. What's a love podcast? It's today's version of a love letter to radio. Instead of having a live guest, we opted for giving you a snapshot of some of our very best guests that cut to the heart of what's happening with radio right now, what the future of radio looks like, and of course, powerful encouragement, because that's what we're about. Welcome to the Encouragers, the Radio Rally, the Radio Valentine. I'm Lloyd Ford from Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, and of course, we help local broadcasters make more money by being an affordable programming partner who can fully develop the right position for your local brand or brands, coach your morning show and other talents, design and execute station architecture, provide weekly music updates, and even produce your daily music logs, provide excellent voice trackers, sales and promotions ideas that really move the needle and more. We're pretty confidential and of course, market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime, FORD at RainmakerPathway.com. Today's event is a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, and will become available um, on February 14th at our normal time that we actually do our live event on Clubhouse. So if you came here expecting that event, you didn't get it, but you're getting it on the podcast. How about that? Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing them. Let's get right into our content right now. You know, the encouragers, the radio rally deals with some important issues facing those of us trying to succeed in the radio business today. Encouragement is all about getting advice from the right pros, right? Odyssey Houston brand manager Melissa Chase has some definite opinions for what it takes for air talent to get ahead today. I think the biggest thing is keep working on your brand and know what your brand is and know what you bring to the table. It's, it's your value. It's what you do. If you don't know who you are as far as being a personality, then you, you can't pitch yourself for that next opportunity. And you can't expect that someone who's hiring will know right away. So keep doing your social media. Even if you don't have a ton of followers, keep making videos, keep working on your podcast, keep doing all the things that you can do to be creative so that your brand is out there and it's a strong brand. And that when you go to connect with that next opportunity, they know exactly who you are. That's what it's really about. I think you have to look at everything. You can't just look at social media as your inspiration for things. I mean, even when I follow social media, I love some of these big companies. Like I think uh, Wendy's was one of the first uh, companies and for the food side that started getting really snarky with their Twitter feeds and picking on different people. And I thought, wow, how crazy that like they have a voice, like a restaurant, fast food restaurant has such a compelling voice that people are following them and they're never talking about food. They're just talking smack to people. (laughs) So I think that you, you, we can't just look at ourselves in like this glass bubble of like, we only look at radio. We only look at social media. Like we have to look at all different ways that companies are jumping out and 
and doing things differently. That's That should be our goal. See how everyone's moving forward and find weird ways for us to do the same thing. What does it take for air talent to get noticed? Um, when looking for a job on the air today, people in our business, they want to know WUBE and WYGY Cincinnati PD Grover College has some thoughts for us. Um, at this point, like if I'm going to hire someone that's going to be on a personality show, I want to find I want someone who is unafraid to be themselves i want someone who is and it's a lot harder than it sounds the ability to be vulnerable <laughs> on the air you know right. to, to turn the rock over because you know we all want to see this is just human nature we all want to see the nice shiny polished side of the rock that we present to the world when we're going out to dinner or what what have you but the real, the real you is turn that rock over the, with the dirt on it. You know what I'm saying? The one that mm -hmm. doesn't see the light of day. That's the real you. And that's also the, the person that everybody in the audience can relate to because we are all that person, too. We all can relate to that. But the willingness and the ability to be vulnerable and share that and be real. I don't know if I can teach that. I really don't know. Mm -hmm. Some people that I know that can do it. I think that's just the way they're born. Now, I used to struggle with it on the air for a very short amount of time. My wife and I did mornings together. and We were young, like 30, early 30s. I, again, I hated it. It was a situation where I had to do it. I was told to do it, and she loved it. She still does mornings on our mix station next door. Yes. Um, but she would be willing to like talk about our fights on the air and i just would turn the wow. mic off and be like what the hell are you doing and she goes what i said i didn't want to talk about that on the air and she basically was like idiot that's what you got to do if you're going to be successful in the morning and i just was like i just rejected it i just did not like it now i'm fine with it i'm a lot older i'm a lot i guess more comfortable in my own skin i still don't want to do mornings but i'm a lot more comfortable talking about that stuff on the radio now um Grover, that's it i mean my wife can smart. just talk about it she had no problem with it whatsoever if you know about the morning mouth and talent masters well here's talent masters don anthony and he also has some definite thoughts about what it takes for air talent to break through you only have just a few seconds to pick up with anyone to grab somebody's attention and and so i think that you you have to be conscious of making every break count yeah i think you mentioned earlier in mcveigh's article there's no room for average anymore uh, you, you you really have to become oh and the, the other key word unique you just can't sound like everyone else and and you have to create your own sound i mean we all had people we we admired and modeled our shows after and got us off you know we kind of had a, a pattern to go after but then you have to become your own personality and once you do that and once you find your groove uh, if you'll pardon the vernacular but it, once you find your groove and find the lane that you're most comfortable in where you're really you then you're on to something and and i i argue, we're doing a, a series now in our newsletter called backstage at boot camp where we're kind of putting the spotlight on new up-and-coming next generation stars right and and I, I i'm overwhelmed with the feedback i'm getting from people saying i'm loving this i'm loving this I re I'm, I'm feeling as if there are a few, there's a future to talent in our business, and there really is. But I think that again, I, I would like to see, you know, where, the, you know, there's opportunities for them to get on a radio station and actually do what they do best. There's a great story that that Bert Weiss told uh, at boot camp this year about when he was first given the job at uh, at Q100, 
uh, in Atlanta that Brian Phillips was handling the, he was a speedy then, and they had recruited him, I believe, out of Washington. And he put together a whole show, four or five people that didn't really know each other. And they, you know, kind of put them together. And so Bert was there and he went on the air and he started doing the show. And after a few shows, just didn't like it. And, you know, I think went went into Brian's office with his head down and just saying, this is sitting working. You got to help me. We got to sit down. We got to make this work. It just doesn't sound right. And I'm paraphrasing all this. But the point was, Brian just told him, as I recall, look, why don't you just go back in there and do the show you want to do? Do it for a week or two, and if you still have problems, then we'll sit down and talk. And as Bert said, they never had that meeting. So it just it's one of those examples of, you know, you have to give people enough of an opportunity to be able to do, I'm not saying without any direction, but you That's have right. to let people find their own wing, so to speak. So coming up on April 14th, we have a very special event planned just for your sales department. If you're not in the sales department, you're not the market manager or the sales manager or one of the sellers, please do share this with them. It is our Q2 exclusive radio sales event, and it's free for market managers, sales managers, and local sellers. And it's called Getting Higher Sales Now in a Crowded Market. This event is going to feature consultant Alec Drake from Drake Media Group. And as you will soon learn, we will have two of radio, uh, radio's best revenue generators working on the ground in local markets today. This is not something from on high or ideas that might work. This is actually happening. Keep listening for more details to come and mark your calendar now for April 14th. Even an old school boss jock like Broadway Bill Lee from WCBS New York acknowledges that air talent today must concentrate on more than just the sound of what's coming out of the speakers. I have noticed the people that I follow, the people that I really like in radio, so I can only speak from my own angle, but prepare yourself to be the multi-platform star. Yes. Unfortunately, unfortunately, what I did and I still do is concentrate all my efforts into what is coming out your radio. And because that's what I love. That's what I know how to do. That's what I've always done. But the biggest stars today are those who know how to do TikTok videos. I didn't miss Instagram and Facebook today, by the way. I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's, that's where I find my creativity. That's where I find people's creativity. And I find that the radio personalities on TikTok are so creative, so right. inventive. And when they combine their studio work with what they're doing on TikTok, it's even better. This dude, Brew, who's working at our station now out in L.A., I was, I've been a big fan of his since he was on country, on country in Detroit. I mean, I could tell this kid was going to be huge, the whole package. And I'm so glad he's working for us now out there. And there's a, a number of other radio personalities that are doing the multi-platform branding so well that it's become that they will have a chance to go much further than radio. But to the I person in the, radio, I, it's so important, right? Now it is. It's necessary. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. That's why. I mean, five years ago, when I started taping breaks and putting them on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, it was a novelty. You know, it's kind of like, oh, wow, right. look how he's using the Internet. Isn't that cool? 
Um, but now they have so far surpassed me in the kind of things they're doing, the, right. the contest, the games they're playing, the little uh, scenarios and skits they're doing on the video, walking into the studio, getting it done on the radio and then finishing up off air. <laughs> I love this stuff. I mean, there's uh, a lady in St. Louis, Lux St. Lou on, <laughs> on TikTok, and she is something else. What a piece of work i mean i just laugh every time i see one of her videos but that to me is that's the future that's the present and that's the future it's already there and it's already happening and the biggest radio personalities that are up and coming are all doing that and doing it well i want to be quick i want to be oh ppm correct I want to be able to get it done quickly. I want it to be, I want to have content every break. I don't want to just jive every break. If I'm going to jive, it better have content inside the jive. Uh, In other words, that's how I've been able to keep employed this long because nowadays no content, no job, Uh, no style, no job. So my task has been the last several years, the last 12 years at CBS FM is to be stylized yet full of content. So I can get that sometimes with people on the phones because they were still, you know, New Yorkers and that's Mm -hmm. real entertainment in a bag. But, uh, yeah, every break has to have content, and there's so much going on every day. You want every break to count. You probably know the Encouragers is all about career advice for you to move forward in your career. Mark Hawkeye Lewis of Hawkeye in the Morning on KSCS in Dallas had some interesting advice for air talents in today's consolidated marketplace. One thing that you can really do for yourself in your own building, especially in today's climate where you might be in a building with, we've got six radio stations in our building, and that's pretty common these days to be in these mega clusters. Is you, really need to, you need to be an advocate for yourself in your own building. And, you know, if you've got a great attitude and, and that really goes a long way and everybody wants, you want to be the person everybody works with. But there's a limited amount of resources and then people have a limited amount of time too in your building. You know, we have like, you know, one one promotion director does multiple stations now and they don't have a lot of time. So you have to be an advocate for yourself for these limited resources. And, and that's where having a good attitude really comes in. And I see, you know, there's another station in the building too that's a powerhouse in the building, and those guys are out at 10 a.m. and and I'm I'm there afterwards working with you know helping salespeople out and stuff like that, trying to have that Ted Lasso attitude, and that really pays off when there's a you know one remote truck <laughs> and three yeah. stations needed. Yeah. Uh, you, you know you you really need to be an advocate for yourself in the building. Don't be shy about that. In fact, sometimes you know I've found that my sometimes. My biggest, uh, my, I want to say battle, but, you know, uh, but, you know, sometimes, you know, being an advocate in your own building is almost more important than battling other states at other markets because you're, you know, there's such limited resources anymore. And you, right. you, you've really got to do that. And so that's where having a good attitude and being a team player, especially with sales really pays off. The Radio Rally is all about career advice. And sometimes we hear some advice that sounds a little bit different than what we're used to hearing, like this from Austin, from US 99's Melissa and Austin Morning Show in Chicago. My best advice, at least this from my own personal experience, I have always been an, a firm believer of, and, and I know it's what drives radio and a lot of decisions that are made in radio, but when it comes to ratings, don't 
worry about them. Don't think about them because that can that can be detrimental to it can get into your head. Right. It, it really can. And I have never once focused on rating on ratings at all. At any point, I've had bonuses tied into ratings. I've had different things when it when it came to sports talk radio and even now here uh, in country radio. Like I'm not I honestly, right. I don't care about ratings. I'm, the most important thing for me is if you're having fun on the radio or if you're enjoying yourself, if you're, if you're having real real moments on the radio, people will flock to that and the ratings will come. You just have to, you just have to be patient, I guess. We also sometimes hear the unexpected on the encouragers, the radio rally, like when well-known programmer Johnny Chang said this. I'm going to say something. Every time I say, I always think, oh man, they're going to fire me. They're going to fire me. Um, we still have too many people in radio in positions of influence who are still using the damn same playbook from 1985. Yes. Which is numbers go down, shut the jocks up, cut the playlist in half and stop playing new music. Yep. That that probably worked when we were competing with another radio station. But today the consumer can get that product, which is the music anywhere. And, right. and we have a huge segment of our audience who don't know what it was like before that. Right. So, so what we need to do is take chances, have more personality, have more aha ear candy moments. And what we used to call, you know, a uh, focus on radio, you know, uh, Repetition is a good thing and so on. To this day, I, I, I'm not going to name any names, but I, talk, I still talk to some program directors who literally sit at their desk and truly believe that their listeners don't stream. So when it comes to making changes and adapting to new trends in our careers, industry vet Erica Farber current president of the Radio Advertising Bureau had some thoughts on why people resisted, um, or at least some people more than others, and implications for successful teams. There are some personality scores you can go through, and and we do this with our training. And the more you can understand what type of person someone is, you know, there's different ways to do this, I know, um, Kippert has done this exercise too, but we use colors um, for ours and we break out these personality types into different colors. So for instance, a gray, if you will, is someone who's very analytical, who um, in many cases, they're the people that sit um, in our uh, finance offices. Uh, they like, you know, if you move a pencil on their desk, they move it right back to the way it was. And so people like that are very resistant to change. And yet if you analyze the other personality types, there are some who love it, who are thriving off change. So what you really want in an organization is a really good balance. You want people who are um, maybe not all risk takers. You, you don't want the same of anything. And the more That's diverse right. you can have within your organization, the more successful you're going to be. 
podcast you're listening to right now is the Encouragers, the Radio Rally. But we also have a second weekly event on Clubhouse that becomes a second podcast every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We have something called the Encouragers Innovation and Audio, and our focus is on encouraging innovation. Wednesday, our focus will be a different kind of innovation. Thomas Bo McDonald, president of your marketing company, and he's doing something really interesting, and I thought that we might should share it with you. It's outsourced marketing and strategic marketing for credit unions. He's really breaking with the norms, and I think you'll enjoy what he is going to share about what he has to do for clients in that industry. And it might affect what you think you have to do in your industry. If you're hearing this podcast for the first time, you know we have guests every single Monday on the Encouragers the Radio Rally focused on radio pros at all levels. And uh, we want you to be a part of everything that we're doing. The Encouragers is all about learning to avoid common career mistakes from some of the most successful managers in our business, like when veteran programmer Bruce Logan, currently the operations manager and brand content director of Hubbard Broadcasting in West Palm Beach, said this to us. I think program directors have a tendency to take over a new market and go, well, I'm here because I'm smarter than everybody everybody else. And that's just simply not true. Um, and I certainly was guilty of that early in my career. Um, but, but that's probably the, the biggest miss you have to, um, you know, we, 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 we definitely experienced, um, in Houston when I was there, the sales staff had been very successful while the radio station wasn't successful. Mm. And, um, I had, I probably repeated this sentence multiple times. Our future is not found in our past. Because if we're going to rebuild this once lofty brand, um, all of that stuff is gone in the audience's mind. I have research that tells you that. So we've always done it this way, or this is the way we uh, did it last time is not um, going to work in that situation. So you know, kind of the balance of that, not repeating the mistakes of others, but also not knowing that or, or not thinking that you have all the answers. Honesty is uh, the only thing I know how to do. And that honesty comes from uh, telling general managers that their babies are ugly, that their radio stations aren't great or that these people aren't working to their highest ability. It also mm -hmm. comes with telling talent in a kind way hey, that's not getting it done. Um, I see our uh, old friend, Bill Ellis, um, mm -hmm. hang, hanging out in the waiting room. And I mean, you talk about intimidating. Bill Ellis has been doing mornings at Whistle 100. <laughs> he is intimidating, isn't he? He's, he's been doing mornings at Whistle 100 since, what, 90? He's the something, first program something. director, Bruce. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And he's still there doing it and doing a spectacular job uh, doing yes. a great show every day. And and I remember walking in as a program director who had had a mild amount of success in Savannah, but but had, you know, really, I was a baby program director. And um, Bill Ellis told me one day, I, I was scared to death of him and Chris James. And and, and I, I, I they told me one day, Bill said, I don't know when it happened, but at some point I realized you were my boss and it didn't start out that way. 
And um, uh, it was one of those things where I went in there and I just basically I just I begged and I asked him to do it my way. And I, I pleaded and 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 he reluctantly did. And it worked and he did it again. And just over the course of that time, I'll just never forget that moment where he told me, I don't know when it happened, but somehow you became my boss. And he had had several program directors fired at that point. I heard national programmer John Zellner stopped by the radio rally. Yeah, so what do you think is the most exciting thing about working for iHeartRadio today? Here's what he had to say. It, it has to be the people. I mean, everybody at iHeart works in, in real time at, at lightning speed. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we try to limit the number of uh, participants in some of the meetings or teams calls uh, to ensure that they're productive and to try to be considerate of, every, of everybody's time. But but I mean, we we communicate quickly. Uh, we have quick follow through between departments. And and I am amazed sometimes at the speed that we're able to deliver national and local content to our listeners at a massive scale you know so so a few years ago bob challenged us to um, you know, examine and look at our infrastructure by using the latest technology uh, to make our teams work easier and more impactful and efficient. Um, and it's really had a tremendous impact on our workflow and how we deliver content to our listeners, right? So, so we thought about it and, you know, if you were building a media company with 850 local radio stations today, you know, how would you do it, right? You would gather the mm -hmm. best music schedulers, the best research people, the best imaging and the production specialists, the best data experts, um, you know, and the best talent, and you would let them focus on what they do best, but they could really be based anywhere. Um, you know, when you would combine that team with a group of programmers and air talent and salespeople all across the country where they would deliver the best local impact. And I think together, um, you know, our goal is to ultimately deliver the best experience to our local communities. But it doesn't necessarily mean that all those people have to live in that particular city. Westwood One's Pierre Bouvard has seen the industry from just about every side. What missteps or miscalculations does he see being made in the industry today? And what shocking thing did he have to say about commercials? Um, I don't know if I'd say missteps, but I think, that like, for example, when PPM came into being 10 years ago, um, somehow we interpreted this data as to be, oh, personalities have to shut up. And we just got to shut up and play a lot of music. Now, flash forward 10 years, what I've learned is that the personalities and the talk uh, uh, at radio stations is what makes our advertising work better. Because if you look at a Pandora, you look at a Spotify, and you actually ask their listeners a very simple question. When you hear talking, like when talking comes on, can you hear what they're saying? In other words, is it turned up enough? And, and half the time, listeners to Pandora and Spotify will tell you, oh, when they're talking, I can't hear what they're saying. And you say, well, why is that? Well, it's playing in the other room softly. And we do not need to turn our radio stations into Spotify, the thing that's playing softly in the other room. We have to talk more. You know, we have to do more breaks an hour. We got to create more stop sets and be more foreground. 
uh, not kind of these background jukebox. So I think that the, the somehow looking at PPM and saying, oh, we have to shut up. I, I, I don't, you know, having been there at the time, I don't see why, you know, we would have done that. The other thing that I think, I don't know if we understand when we do this, but there's something that we do that is very self-destructive. We are the only media industry in the world uh, that demonizes commercials. You will never flip through a magazine and see a, a promo page that says the next 20 pages commercial free. You will never see that in a magazine. You will never see a TV show where the newscaster will say, you know, the next 10 minutes commercial free. For some reason, we purposefully poke our finger in the eye of our advertisers and we hide commercials. We clump them, hide them away. This is our only revenue stream. Like we don't get affiliate fees. Like this is the only thing that pays us money. So that that's something that has always been so curious. We do this commercial free thing. We don't even think about it. Why do we do it? Oh, it's what we've always done. But if you take a step back and say, this is our only revenue stream, why are we demonizing commercials? <laughs> Let's celebrate them. Let's not make fun of them. Let's not say, you know, we're going to go commercial free. I mean, that is self-destructive. Sometimes on the radio rally, we find out that everyone in our business, no matter what market size they're in, has suffered some of the same disappointments we all have. Marcy Weiser is middays on the legendary Los Angeles brand KLOS right now. And she's had disappointments. And then some, 100%. And I think there's, there's that saying that most jocks are familiar with. You're not a true jock until you've been fired, right? Then you earn your stripes. Uh, and, you know, of course I deal with the same insecurities and frustrations. I've been in this industry a long time. I've been let go more than once. I've gone through format flips. I've moved so many times, I mean, too many times to count. And it, it's not always easy, but I, I guess, you know, I just feel so fortunate. I paid my dues. That doesn't always mean that you have any guarantees. Um, I mean, I've done, you know, I've done morning shows. I've done, I've worked at so many different stations where they decided to flip formats. Um, and, and that's always tough. You know, you're just kind of getting settled in. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm sorry, we're going to, we're, we're, we're laying off the staff or we're laying you off or, you know, whatever. And it's like, what, what's my next move here? Uh, and it's scary. Uh, I guess I've always just tried to keep my chin up and keep a positive attitude and just feel like, hey, you know, I've, this is my career. So I have faith that something else is going to open up. One of the main topics we've dealt with on the radio rally is encouraging women to achieve great things in what has surely been a very male-dominated business. We asked Erica Farber, is it easier for women today to navigate in a male-dominated industry? And what are her tips for women trying to succeed today? Uh, I do think it it is a little bit easier. There are still some issues. There are still roadblocks. I think that the more women have taken leadership roles and that we've had more role models and in a sense have our good old girls network, 
um, we could support each other because, you know, growing up, I didn't really have female professional mentors. My mentors were male when I got into the business. Um, I was fortunate that I had female mentors outside of work, but it's really important to have your own board of directors, you know, to have some people mm -hmm. in your life that, and I think this goes for men as well as women, but having a group of people that you trust that you can talk to, that you can share experiences and you can um, ask for advice and guidance. You know, every major company has a board of directors and why shouldn't we as individuals have our own board of directors? We didn't stop there. We also talked with Mandy Young from Caleb about her thoughts on the challenges of being a, a female leader in our industry today. It's, uh, about being different, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and you you embrace it. I was just having this conversation with someone a while nice. back, and um, who is a woman in the industry, and we were we were just talking about how important it is to embrace being a woman. Maybe we manage different, or maybe we we attack things differently from a talent standpoint. But you should embrace that. I'm I'm not a man. I I should embrace that. But you know what? I've always been in the rock scene too. So um, since I was a kid and. Uh, I, I grew up listening to rock and roll. My brothers, my sister, they kind of introduced me to rock at a very young age. I've, you know, hung with the bands and uh, it's, I think it's all part of the journey. I've always felt pretty comfortable in the rock space and oh. never really felt like a total outsider just because I have breasts or whatever, you know, it's uh, rock has felt like home. Marcy Weiser has uh, achieved leadership roles in a highly male-dominated rock radio industry. She says she was always amused that men were always making all of the decisions, even when the target was sometimes women. I think it was always funny to me, and I would talk about this with other women, like we're the demo, and yet the, all the decisions were being made by people that weren't the actual demo, yes, at least sir. in Christian radio. <laughs> Down the road, you may realize one day you have a whole bunch to share with other people. And I still sometimes, I start to worry a little bit, like is, this, am I in, is it hard for me because I'm in the boys club? And I try not to think about that too much, that, I, that there'll be doors I'm still shut out of and rooms I'm still shut out of. I try not to think about that and just try to do what I can do. Um, and I would encourage other women because we need more women in, in leadership to do the same thing because you have something to say and you have a voice. And, um, and honestly, I've really enjoyed showing that I, that I, I, after all these years in this business, I, I can do it. Uh, and so, uh, I still have to kind of prove it to myself sometimes, but, um, there's a desperate need for more women in, in, in leadership for sure. Perhaps the biggest reoccurring theme on the radio rally deals with the future, right? What is coming for the future of radio? Should we be excited about the future? How can we be more successful as we approach what's coming next? Check this out. Public Radio's Mike Savage, Director and General Manager of 88.9 WEKU in Lexington, answered this question quite literally. I, I think the future of radio is moving in a direction of audio and storytelling and many, many, many different platforms that are just going to fragment all over the place. Right. And that the, the, the radio that we know today, which is the transmitter in the stick, is going to be only one part
part of the portfolio and and at some point it's going to become a minority part of the portfolio but still an important part um, and so finding that that balance on how the content is delivered to the consumer is it that that is the future of radio and you know whether that is a podcast whether that's uh, you know, picking up 5G or whatever the future is in a car and getting your content that way. Right. Um, I, you know, the, I think I think the future of radio is uh, uh, going to be assimilated into this new audio environment that we are we are on the edge of, and and the folks who get out in front and experiment and take risks are going to come out ahead on the other side. John Sebastian, consultant and founder of what he calls the wow factor radio format, has a definite opinion about what radio has to do in the future. It needs to not be afraid to be um, outlandish, to, uh, to take advantage of the fact that we're free, that we're still a free medium, people can listen to freely, you know, for no money and um, and stop being so safe, so conservative, um, give, give people what they really are screaming for. And I, I think that that's been, that innovation has been held back by the consolidation that we were referring to before. And um, if, we, if we're gonna, if we're gonna save, uh, in particular, Music radio, that's, that's all I've ever done. In music radio, we, we've got to be innovative and not be afraid to uh, learn from Spotify, learn from Sirius XM, learn from our uh, contenders. No, no, no. no. And, I, will go, I will go further than that, John. Yeah, Instead yeah. of learning from them, why can't we learn from the consumers who are going to these products and how they're using them? Yeah. Because well, that's right. the thing that points the direction, Right. Right. And that's ultimately what I mean. I agree with you. We, right. The example of that is the fact that people are going, we're forcing them to, to, to go to those other mediums uh, because, right. you know, I mean, who's going to listen to 10 straight minutes of commercials? Nobody in their right mind. Nobody is. It's just a, just a bunch of BS that, that the ratings company is, is giving us. Programmer Bruce Logan sees a big future for talent. I yes. would tell the talent that I don't know that your future has been this bright in a decade. And, and, I, and I mean that with all of my heart. I, I think that, that the way that, that the public is consuming audio yes. and, 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 and the spoken word and all of this on demand, for the first time in a very long time, people and personalities are the forefront of this opportunity. Absolutely. So if you're a, if you're a talent, and, and especially if you're an excellent talent, and you're not taking this opportunity to be everywhere your audience is, whether it's on social or podcasting or whatever it is that, that your audience is at, if you're not taking that opportunity to expand your personal brand, you're missing an opportunity because there is there is a very, very bright future for the people who can separate themselves from um, I have a podcast and 
three people downloaded it to people who can actually entertain and, and create a, and create an audience on, on a podcast or, or some sort of social network. Our talent is what protects this business and protects the revenue value of our business as a system. And there are other opportunities that are opening up for talent. Yep. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Our bench isn't very good. I think we right. haven't necessarily done a great job for obvious reasons, and that's probably a whole different um, clubhouse experience. But for for a whole different a variety of reasons, I think that we've we've knocked down our B and our C players that yes. with any luck could be A players one day. Um, but there's no farm team. There's no you know. There's not nights. There's not overnights. There's not weekends in most radio stations. So you right. haven't been able to develop that. So. So I think that that's a that's a challenge. But if you're a program director in this time and you can work with talent or you can build a brand and, and you can stay true to a brand and you can actually think and 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 not just follow. Hey, I got an email that says I need to add these records and change these rotations and put in these sweepers. Um, right. If you if you can think on your own, there's just huge value and huge upside for you. And it may look different. It may not be you know, a radio with a tower and a transmitter, it could be a digital platform. It could be anything. Um, That's right. But I, I think that opportunity is there. We, we tend in this business to fence ourselves in and think, Oh, I'm the, I'm a country program director. I can, no, right? I can only, I can only be the program director where I get to pick these records and work with these, uh, you know, these talents who make uh, jokes and it's, it's not true. But I, I, I just think that the future I feel like the future is brighter now than it's been in a decade. I mean, I was much more negative and much more concerned about our business a decade ago than I am now. iHeart corporate programmer John Zellner says, even though technology and AI are important in radio's future, it's not the whole story. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, we are, you know, constantly maximizing our investment in data um, and technology to really fully utilize the assets that we built. And, and, you know, I talked mm -hmm. about the, about the data point technology and, you know, but I think at the end of the day, uh, human music curation uh, will <laughs> will overshadow AI, right? Um, you right. know, certainly the data will dictate uh, what what songs we play on music stations, and you know, we certainly will research and do focus groups on uh, what kind of content people enjoy. But at the end of the day, there are three things that radio has that will always set us apart. And it's discovery, surprise, and companionship, right? Discovery, yes. two-thirds of the country uh, still loves to discover music on the radio first, right? Because right. it's set up by a human. And if you hear a song on the radio that is introduced by someone you know and trust and love, you're more likely to give it a listen than if it just shows up on a playlist that you didn't even create. Uh, surprise is something that, you know, I think you don't get any surprises on a playlist that you create or a station that you build. Um, uh, but when you, you know, when you punch into a classic rock station and they're playing a song uh, that you weren't expecting, boy, that that feeling is incredible. You just turn it up and you, you know, drive at a hundred miles an hour, you know, and, and, and that feeling is, is really unmatched. Um, right. And then, and, and, and then the companionship factor, Bob describes it as you have your best friend sitting in the passenger seat next to you on your way to work. But that person lives the lifestyle 
you live, but they're slightly more interesting and slightly more entertaining than you are. It's like your best mm. friend, right? And That's so right. that that companionship factor uh, and the two other things are what are what really will set radio apart from any streaming service or any other device or any type of, of uh, audio entertainment vying for our our listeners' attention. John, I'm really glad to hear you say that. It's it's kind of a, a version of what Annalise said earlier. You know, this belief that radio's in the same lane as streaming. No, it isn't. No, it's just totally different. The use is different, right? Yeah, I mean, it's a private experience. So back in the day, you and I would listen to albums and, you know, eventually CDs. We didn't do that at the expense of radio. We did that in addition to. So when people have a private experience of listening to, you know, a streaming playlist, right, that complements their radio listening. It doesn't come at the expense of it. And, And I think the shared experience, it's the same reason why my kids always get excited about the Harry Potter weekends um, you know, mm. on on the Disney Channel or whatever channel. What's that channel that used to be uh, <laughs> that used to be? Uh, God, I don't even know now. But but the point is that it's a shared experience. They own all the DVDs. They can watch any of this stuff on demand. That's but, right. You know, it's the shared experience. Everybody is watching Harry, the Harry the Harry Potter weekend, or or it's why NBC shows It's a Wonderful Life around the Christmas time. You know, obviously I can watch that movie commercial free anytime, but I watch well, it. Wait on, a minute. On, People right. want that experience. They want to belong. Pierre Bouvard from Westwood One agrees that talent will be a big factor in radio's future. Well, we started the first half hour with a discussion between two great personalities. And I think that truly is what's going to you know, be the, the key to, to robust future. Meaning, let's take our great personalities and take some of their talents and put them into a podcast or leverage them into our stream. So I think air talent and personalities are, are really going to be a pillar of um, future growth. I also think podcasting, um, you know, in 1970, FM was only like 20% of listening and everybody made fun of it and they laughed at it. And 10 years later, FM was 50% of listening and nobody was laughing at Music streaming, Pandora and Spotify, their biggest numbers were four years ago. They are not growing. Pandora is collapsing. The ad-supported service of Spotify has tiny, tiny ratings. The the fastest growing aspect of audio, there are two of them. One of them is podcasting, and the other one is AM, FM streaming, uh, just the stream of our stations and so absolutely podcasting is really going to be the other major pillar to to our industry the role of talent has always been important to talent masters don anthony and that's exactly where he sees the future of radio going as well personal show brands are going to rise to the top um I think that the days of a show, and, and actually this is part of my other conversation I was having with Carla Marie, or Carla Marie, with, <laughs> with Marie yeah. LaMaitre, Le, was that she was talking today about that shows like Carla Marie and Anthony, uh, a show like them, a show that was in, that were a podcast that found their way to radio and then are now back to podcasting, are now making um, great revenue from merchandise, from their podcasts, from all kinds of means. And there will come a day that talent will be able to make money doing what they do and enjoy most, but not necessarily on the radio. 
I think that should be a goal for for talent to stand apart. Absolutely. It should should be a goal. I think this is what we're talking about and is a part of being an elite part of what we're doing. Well, I, I, again, like, like that she was saying that the people in shows that will win are the ones that are building communities. Yes. um, With their audience over and above just being on the radio. You know, business is changing. How do you move forward? You build your brand, build your community. And if you're a talent and you don't have a website, that's where you might want to start. Of course, we talked to John Anthony. No relation to Don. Uh, John Anthony is with No Shoes Radio. He echoed similar concept for talent moving forward in this industry. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think being able to build their own brand is going to be very key. There's, there's, there's a, there's a great, you know, we were always on a radio station and and we needed the power of a hundred thousand Watts for during our airship to sort of make us that celebrity. You can do that now on your own. You can create your own personal radio station. You can take your audience and, and make it lucrative. If you've got a strong enough brand and you've got, uh, you know, a, a good enough ability to be able to connect messaging to a, uh, it doesn't even have to be a big enough uh, group. It just has to be a lucrative enough group. It has to be a subset. It has to be a genre that certain people are looking for. And I think that that's what you're going to see going forward with advertisers. It, it's 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 what we've seen at least with the microcasting that we've done a lot of is that you you find uh, and and I'll, I'll give a lot of this credit to a CMA study that came out probably a good maybe ten years ago or more where they talked about bad prospects, right? And they talked about how advertisers now don't have to um don't they don't have to invest money anymore in messaging that might just go to the wrong people you know they can they can dial in now and and super serve very uh, uh specific groups of people that are more likely to receive their message and actually participate in the revenue stream because the cma's study said hey a lot of people say they're country fans right you know and they can raise their hand but when it comes to it do they actually buy a concert ticket or do they buy music and if they don't then who cares if they identify themselves as a fan? Why why go at them if they're not going to participate in the revenue stream? And I think for for radio guys, going having the ability to be able to, you know, latch on to maybe one or two uh, big marketing um, advertisers, right? People that have a, a good budget or whatever. If you have the ability to be able to talk to them, we see it in the influencer space already in social yes. media. Right. I mean, well, that's nothing more than a, that extension of what DJs used to be with with endorsement commercials. How about the sales side? Lisa Goldberg, director of sales for JVC Broadcasting in Florida, says from a sales perspective, the future of radio is looking strong. Um, There was a pretty interesting uh, report that came out not too long ago that talked about how um, marketers, agencies and business owners are over estimating the value of some audio assets and undervaluing the value of radio. And it still remains that AMFM radio is the leader in, you know, um, weekly, daily tune-in. People listen for a long time. They're comfortable with their local personalities and their lean-in content that they look for, whether it be traffic, weather, whatever. And um, radio's just not going away. I mean, radio has simply just opened the doors to streaming and more ways that you can listen. I mean, now you can listen on your phone, in your car, 
um, on the go, on a, on a smart device, I mean, whatever it is. So I, I don't think I, radio is not going away. Radio has been one of the, you know, longstanding partners. And I just think that radio will continue to be one of the strongest ways to receive content, news and entertainment. And um, radio radio continues to be a great value for advertisers, and it continues to be an amazing platform for listeners, consumers. So um, I feel confident that radio will continue to grow, uh, maybe make some changes and tweaks on, on what we do and how we do it. But I am confident that it will continue to be a main source of education and, and content. Molly Kendrick, PM Drive host for The End in Sacramento and leader on social media for Odyssey's Hot AC and Top 40 stations nationwide, added whatever happens in the future of radio, social media is going to be an ever more important part of it. You know, part of me, it's very bittersweet what I'm about to say. I think a lot of the focus in radio is going towards TikTok, which I fully understand. Um, I think, you know, and I'll say why it's bittersweet for me. I think there are so many very passionate people in radio that are very good at what we do. Um, a lot of us have not caught on to social how TikTok Mm. stars have. And so I think, yeah, so I think for me, it's, it's very easy for me to say and to see that um, the future, is, the future is those viral stars, whether it's TikTok or some other future uh, platform that's outside of radio that radio is bringing in. When it comes to the future, Lois Lewis, host of the Double L radio show and music director of KNIX in Phoenix, also says being heard on social media is going to be an important part of radio's future. You just have to be felt. I think that applies now to radio. I feel like no matter how busy you are in the day, you have to take the time to make sure you are not only being heard on the radio, but there are so many other reachable venues. And I know it takes time and I know time is not something we have. Social media and I have a love-hate relationship. I really Mm. have to force myself to do it sometimes. But I always feel such gratification when I do it and I can check that box and say, I have shared this portion of my day, week, or year with my listeners who at the time that I talked about it on the radio could have been on a conference call, in a meeting, in the parent pickup line, ordering Chick-fil-A. I can't expect them to hear everything or sometimes anything I say on any given day. So I have to utilize my other avenues. And I would say no matter how busy you are and how much it stresses you out. And trust me, I know because it does for me too. You have to, you have to make yourself as visible and as felt as possible. And I think challenges wise, the first part of your question for me, Mm -hmm. as I saw, you know, people being let go in radio for me, all I do every day is my very best. I do my very best every day and I leave it out on the table and I really think things through before I do them. And I walk away every day going, I did everything I could that day. Big, deep breath. And if that's not good enough, I'm okay with it because I know I did everything that I could do for my listeners. And if something then happens, then there can be no regrets in that ever. You know, Erica Farber says she's excited about radio's future as audio. One of the things that I am most 
excited about is is first of all audio in general is at an all-time high the usage it's around us whether it's you know think about podcasts a few years ago if you mentioned podcasts you'd like what and now there are hundreds and thousands of them and then everyone said oh it's peaked peaked every week there's at least a dozen new podcasts that are being announced years ago in commercials the big brands had jingles and then it went away and now you're hearing so much about sonic branding and all these major companies have a sonic audio sound um smart speakers the technology you go to a ces the consumer electronics show it is a phenomenal opportunity and you walk around and you see how audio is being integrated into every area of our lives not just the automobile our refrigerators um every appliance you name it they're looking at how do we integrate audio and all a lot of these new entries who are not licensed broadcasters but have carved out an area for listeners who um instead of their own curated music are using these music sources for mm-hmm. radio but it's interesting to me that these big companies they also refer to their product as radio and if radio yes. was a bad word they would not be using it every single monday just by spending time with us on clubhouse at 7 p.m eastern 4 p.m pacific you will hear interesting stories about radio pros at all levels but you'll also learn important things about radio and the future of radio next week monday the radio rally February 21st, 2022, Jason Netter is going to join us. Who is Jason? Jason's the vice president and general manager of Cox Media Group in Orlando, Florida. By the way, today's event is a podcast called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, and uh, will be available, of course, starting on Valentine's Day. And uh, this live event is usually on Clubhouse first and then it comes along and it is a podcast but we're kind of doing the reverse this time our thanks to joe kelly for producing our podcast events and just joe productions for creating our audio footprint and distributing them if you know someone that you would like to hear on the encouragers the radio rally and our podcast Email me their contact information, why you think they'd be a great guest to Ford, F-O-R-D, at RainmakerPathway.com. Do you want free resources to help your career growth in radio or audio? We make it easy for you. Go to RainmakerPathway.com. Check out everything from our More Than Live and Local series to our Encouraging Sales Success guest series. There's always fresh, free content for you, advice for you tips on how you can get ahead it's all at rainmakerpathway.com we are focused on helping radio and audio succeed by the way once you see the variety of content we bring to radio just to radio you obviously we think will want to benefit from having us as your affordable strategic advisor and as a, a team of people that 
who can help your programming team soar in ratings and help your company soar in revenue. Reach out anytime, F-O-R-D at BrainMakerPathway.com. If you don't remember anything you've heard on this podcast, please remember this. Be kinder than you have to be. I'm Lloyd Ford. If you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. The Encouragers Innovation and Audio Podcast and The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast are both available now with a growing archive of episodes on demand for you anytime on Apple, Audible, Spotify, and almost anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks to our guest and thanks to you most of all for spending this time with us and good night.